Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20 Quartermist. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, Davy Crockett. I'm Lee. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon. This is Don't Tread on America. And I am your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is Monday, October 10th, 2022. I believe it's, it's a Columbus Day. I believe it's Columbus Day. Whatever. Um, what are they calling it now? Indigenous People's Day? Whatever. Everyone's enjoying that day off. I'm on vacation this week. Uh, so yeah, I'm enjoying that day off. Uh, so what I'm doing today, guys, is I told you the other day... I'm going to record a series of shows. Now, this particular episode here is going to be the part two of the Kazarian Mafia. And what I want to do is last, uh, what was it, the 22nd, 20, whatever day it was of September, I recorded the Kazarian Mafia part one. If you haven't listened to that, please go back and listen to that. Um, I'm going to continue off of that episode uh, as to what... I was talking about who these people are and um, what they have to do. What part are they playing in this whole situation that's going on in Ukraine, in Russia, and even in this country? Um, so what I'm going to do is these shows. So this one's, even though this is a part two, it's going to lead into another two-part show I'm going to do about another crime family, I guess you could call them, that... Uh, People, a lot of people don't think of them as being a crime family, but once you listen to that two-part episode that'll air on Wednesday and Friday this week, you will understand exactly what I'm talking about. Now, I'm actually going to record all these shows today on Monday because I'm going in for a procedure tomorrow on Tuesday, and I don't know if or how well I'll be able to talk the rest of the week, so... I want to get all this stuff recorded today and uh, for your uh, listening enjoyment the rest of the week while I'm uh, recovering from my procedure. Um, and hopefully next Sunday on the, what is that, the 16th, <laughs> I'll be able to talk again and we'll be back with some more current events. Nonetheless, so also I don't want to forget about our new sponsor to the show, Christian Lawson Watches. Uh, check them out at christianlawson.com. Use promo code DTOM at the checkout. Get 30% off your purchase price. 
Um, <laughs> you know, I just got my watch like two weeks ago. It's a nice watch. Uh, I was I was checking it out. Um, now it's a designer watch. It's a dress watch. It's very light. I'm a more of a heavy watch kind of guy, but from a standpoint of, you know, if you're going out, you're dressing up nice or whatever, it's a nice watch. They have multitude of styles. Check them out at christianlawson.com. They're actually sending me <laughs> two more watches this month. I just have to pick out the ones I want. So what I'm thinking about doing is this. You guys tell me what you think. Respond to me on Facebook, Instagram, at uh, Don't Trade on America, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, at PCGC underscore 1775, or DTOM underscore 1775. What I'm thinking about doing is I'm going to go ahead and get a couple of these watches. They're given to me for free. It's not costing me anything. So what I'm thinking of doing is, especially the people that listen to the show religiously, I'm thinking about doing a giveaway of some of these watches. Men, I'll have a man's and a woman's watch. I'm gonna when as soon as I get them, I'm gonna post them up on the page, um, and then we're gonna start doing a contest, and we'll start giving these watches away. So that's a little gift from me to you guys, courtesy of ChristianLawson.com. Because I mean, how many watches do I need, right? So <laughs> they're just gonna sit here. Might as well give them to the listeners and uh, let you guys enjoy some of that product also. But in the meantime. Go to their website, check them out, christianlawson.com. If you see something you want to buy for your wife or you know, ladies out there, you want to buy something for your husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, whatever the case may be, check them out. Use DTOM at checkout. Get 30% off your purchase price. All right. And also, guys, please do me a favor. Subscribe to the show, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. If a friend has turned you on to this show, um, <clears throat> Go ahead and hit that subscribe button because I'm telling you, this show is going to link up with the next two shows. It's going to be great listening. If you're tired of listening to different podcasts and listening to everyone talk about the same thing, now granted, I know I'm guilty of doing the same thing. It's kind of like, it's kind of the necessary evil, things you have to do. Um, I do a number of shows. This is actually show 192, I think. Um... There's plenty of shows in, in the, in the uh, archives there that aren't necessarily current events, but it's things that, that I, or when Chris was on the show, or you know Chris is occasionally on the show, we talk about past events, past historical events that tie into things that are happening today. And that's kind of where I wanted to go with this whole Kazarian Mafia. I stumbled upon this, this family uh, I say family, this is a, yeah, I mean, it's a family, it's an organization, it's an area of, of Europe. Um, I stumbled upon this and doing some research for another show, and I was like, what the heck is this? You know, this is 400 years in the making. It goes way back. But please, share this with your friends, subscribe to the show. Uh, if you have any friends that are like history buffs, I can guarantee you one thing. There's not, I haven't heard of anybody talking about the Gazarian Mafia. Um, and not many people even know who or what these folks are. That's why this I find this so interesting. Um, you know, that's just my personal uh, belief. And I hope that you uh, join in with the belief. So as we continue on with the Gazarian Mafia, I want to give you a brief yet current history 
of the Ukrainian territory and what Russia has to do with it. The Ukraine has been an area of conflict since the 12th century. So without going into all that, I'm just going to look at the last 100 years. Um, a, cha a chaotic period of warfare ensued after the Russian uh, Revolution in 1917, as well as a simultaneous war with former uh, Kingdom of Galicia uh, following the dissolution of uh, the Habsburg monarchy after World War I. The partially recognized Ukrainian People's Republic emerged as it in its own civil war from 1917 to 1921. The Soviet-Ukrainian War of 17 to 21 followed, in which the Bolshevik Red Army established control in the 1919. Uh, the Ukrainian Bolsheviks, who had uh, defeated the national government in Kiev, established the Ukrainian Soviet Social Republic. <laughs> The original, I guess you could call it, USSR, which on December 30th of 22 became the founding republic of the Soviet Union. Initially, Soviet policy on Ukraine language and Ukrainian culture made Ukrainian an official language of administration and school policy. Policy in 1930s turned to Russification <laughs> How can I say this word? Russification <laughs> in 1932 and 33. Millions of people, mostly peasants, in Ukraine starved to death after a devastating famine known as the Holodomor. It is estimated that 2 to 8 million people died from hunger in the Soviet Union during this period, of whom 4 to 5 million people were Ukrainian. Nikita Khrushchev was appointed the head of the Ukrainian Communist Party in 1938. So, as you can see... The history of a more current of the of the communist Soviet Union started in the Ukraine. All this started with the Bolshevik Revolution. It was called in the early teens, nineteen seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. It was called the Ukrainian Soviet Social Republic (USSR), and then basically they merged. Essentially, after the Soviet Union and Nazi German, Germany invaded Poland in 17, I mean, I'm sorry, 17, in 1939, the Ukrainian SSR territory expanded westward. Axis armies occupied Ukraine um, in 41 to 44. During World War II, Ukrainian insurgent army fought for Ukrainian independence against both Germany and the Soviet Union. So you got to understand this particular area of Europe. You had Poland, Ukraine, um, these Soviet bloc states, you know, at the time were countries on their own. And they were being invaded on both sides. You had Russia coming from the, from the uh, east and Germany coming from the west. Um, so they fought for their independence against both those countries. In 53, Nikita Khrushchev, a Russian, succeeded as head of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union, enabled a Ukrainian re revival, and in 54, the Republic expanded south with the transfer of Crimea from Russia. Nevertheless, political uh, repressions against poets, 
historians and other intellectuals continued. As in all parts of the USSR, Ukraine became independent again. The Soviet Union dissolved in 91, and this started a transition period of a market economy in which Ukraine suffered an eight-year recession subject uh, subsequently, however, the economy expanded, um, if I could read, experienced a high increase in the GDP growth until the economy plunged during the Great Recession. So that was what, no eight, right? So as you can see, Ukraine, and I, I've got more here to read on this, but Ukraine have been, has been an area of conflict for 800 years, okay? Um for what almost 100 years well for about 80 years it was under russian control but it was kind of weird how it worked out it the 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 whole communist regime started in the ukraine a prolonged political crisis began on the on the 21st of november in 2013 when uh the then president victor Yankovic, I'm thinking, yeah, that sounds right, suspended <laughs> preparations for the impl implementation of the association agreement with the European Union instead of choosing to seek closer ties with Russia. This decision resulted in the Euro-Maiden protest and later the Revolution of Dignity. Uh, Yankovic was then impeached by the Ukrainian parliament in 2014. On the 20th of February of 14, the Russian-Ukrainian war began when Russia forces entered Crimea. So this, this, was, this is fresh in everyone's memory. I mean, although this was eight years ago, this was during Obama's reign as president. And you remember hearing about, oh, look at how Russia just invaded the Ukraine. Well, this all started in 13 when their president at the time chose to um, enter the European Union. And you got to understand, after back in 1991, when with the quote unquote disillusion of the Soviet Union and these, these countries that ran the border, you know, so you had what, like Georgia, uh, hung Hungary. Uh, Ukraine, Belarus—I don't know all the all of them off off the top of my head—but they signed signed a treaty during this time, saying that NATO um, that these countries never become part of anything more than what they were. Okay, and that way there was a border, essentially between Russia and Europe. So, with them signing or trying to sign this agreement with the European Union kind of pissed Russia off. Um, and essentially, it, it, it was very important for Russia to have a, a an, an Western port to, to the ocean versus them being just in the um, Pacific Ocean. They needed access to the Atlantic Ocean without having to kind of go around their elbow to get to their asshole, essentially. So after pro-Russia unrest enveloped in largely Russia... Russia phone eastern and southern regions of Ukraine, which, as we all are well aware, recently they took a vote in this particular area. This runs from the Donbass down to Crimea, where those 
you know, and you'll hear a lot of opposing uh, situations where they'll say, oh, did they really vote on this? Did they agree? Well, maybe not 100% of the people agreed to to become Russia. But just like any other election, majority rules, right? This particular area, like, this this isn't new. We're, we see this on the news, and you see, oh, for the last seven, eight months, Russia this and Ukraine that and whatever, whatever. This has been going on for eight years, almost nine years. And um, so in these southern regions of Ukraine, um, from where Yak, um, Yankovic had drawn most of his support, a referendum in the largely ethnic Russian-Ukrainian uh, autonomous region of Crimea was held and Crimea was de facto annexed by Russia on the 18th of March in 2014. So the interesting thing is, is people want to say, well, how can you, how can uh, Putin just go in and do this? How can he just do this? Well, he did it and nothing was done. So why do you think if Crimea had a, had some, felt some sort of way and wanted to become Russia, and the things that happened in 2014 was allowed to happen, why would he think that if the, the regions Donbass down to Crimea and that southern area wanted to become Russia, why would you think anything would be different? And why are we fighting that battle now? We didn't want to fight it eight years ago. Why now? The war in Donbass began in Donetsk and Luensk, um, outblast of Ukraine involvement, pro-Ukrainian and pro-Russian Ukraines and Russia mercenaries. The war stalled until recent when Russia launched a major invasion um, of the country, which is what we're dealing with now. So I guess the biggest question is what is really happening in Ukraine? I don't know. <laughs> so... People are having a difficult time understanding what is really happening in Ukraine. The main reason is the distrust about what the news media is reporting to be true. Millions simply do not believe what we're being told is accurate. They have good reason to, you know, for thinking this way. Um, having been purposely deceived by the media for three years about the Russian collusion narrative which turned out to be completely fabrication. The two-year COVID-19 fiasco, which still remains unclear. The true story behind the, what actually happened in the 2020 presidential election and many other untrustworthy items. Many are at a loss to know what is really happening in Ukraine. Just because the news is flowing in one direction doesn't make it necessarily true. Despite this, some things are clear. Russia has invaded its neighboring state, and there have been substantial casualties on both sides. This includes the innocent Ukrainian citizens. But what is not clear is why Russia's dictator has launched this attack. Is he a madman, poised to start World War III by using thermonuclear weapons, like the media is portraying him to be? Or could there be another explanation for what is transpiring? We like to think about foreign policy like we think about marriage. Either a spouse is faithful or not. There is no gray area with fidelity, but where international politics is concerned, there are no black and white answers. Nearly everything 
is competing shades of gray. Like what is transpiring in Ukraine? Because the media's narrative is already well known. Let me focus on the alternative account, which is less hostile to what Vladimir Putin and Russia are doing. There are two parts to this. First, since Ukraine has cont um, contiguous borders with, U uh, with Russia, Putin will never allow it to become a mater, me uh, <laughs> member of NATO, a MATO, <laughs> which Ukraine greatly desires. Many Americans are now pushing for this, which is a mistake. To allow this to happen might precipitate World War III. To Russia, this is a security issue, fearing invasion. They require a buffer between themselves and the West. Remember, they were successfully invaded by both Napoleon and Hitler, causing millions of casualties each time. You may think Russia's fear about invasion is irrational, but don't forget what well, we were willing to go to war with the USSR when they attempted to deploy missiles to Cuba in 62. We were fearful of their encroachment despite having two oceans to protect us. Just nearly 90... Um, I'm sorry, just 90 miles off the coast of Cuba, Russia's presence was too close for comfort. So think of it this way. What would our response be if Mexico became a Russian ally? Would we accept this or propose it, um, oppose it with force? The answer is obvious, right? Remember, as Baron von Clausewitz, the Prussian military theatrican, <laughs> said, war is just an extension of foreign policy. To Putin, this is an undeniable truth. So the second reason is definitely Apokar. It's not being reported about um, by the media at all. It focuses on how corrupt Ukraine actually is. To many, uh, Ukraine, the most corrupt nation on the earth, should be de-established. To those who think this way which includes Putin and the Russians, Ukraine needs to be liberated from their defilement, especially since it has made the Bidens and numerous other deep state operatives filthy rich. But the rationale goes even deeper than this. Ukraine is ground zero for child trafficking, pedophilia, and every other kind of depravity known to mankind. Because of this, Putin considers him to be a liberator and a faithful child of Mother Russia to rid the world of Ukraine's depraved oligarchy leadership. To him, Zelensky is not heroic. From Putin's perspective, he has the moral high ground, despite what um, the line depraved Western media has to say about him. They have been successfully in turning um, world opinion against him. Does it phase him at the least? Being convinced that his position is just, it only makes him more resolute because he believes this, as do others. He will not be easily deterred. Adding to this is Putin's grand vision of reestablishing the power, the might of the USSR and the pan-Slavic alliance dominated by Russia. Since all these things are true, the current situation isn't as black and white as the media made it out to be. It's overlapping shades of gray, with nobody being completely right and nobody being completely wrong. So then what is the answer? 
you might ask, what is the solution? And I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens. So here's the thing. Basically, Putin, Putin sees Zelensky as a shadow leader. Okay? When the previous president was overthrown, now you got to look at the history, not even the history, but you got to look at the current history of the Ukraine and the things that Zelensky has done as their quote unquote leader. So we talked about this before. Bolton was on, I, I think it was CNN or MSNBC, and uh, whatever show he was on, the, the, the news person asked him about shadow or color wars and shadow governments. And his response was, oh, well, you know, we've done that plenty of times in other countries. We don't do that here. And we joked about it like, ha-ha, we're not doing it here. What do you think the Biden administration is? Well, this is a perfect example of a color revolution and a shadow government. All this money that the, this, this government that we are currently involved with is sending to Ukraine, and then we see politicians going to a hot war zone. When have you ever seen that? We've talked about this time and time again. You've never seen these situations before. You never saw politicians, Nancy Pelosi, heads of state, um, governors, other heads of states, um, <laughs> speaker of the house, speaker, you know, head of the Senate, actors. What are all these people going to Ukraine for? During the whole Iraqi Kuwait desert storm operation this and operation that, these people never showed up. And we sent billions of dollars worth of equipment and money and whatever to these regions to fight these wars. These people never showed up there. Why are they showing up here? There's, if you can't honestly open your eyes and see <laughs> that there's something sinister going on, if you're 30 to 50 years old, and especially if you're 40 to 50 or, or so, 40 to 60 years old, you remember Desert Storm. You remember all of those little operations from Desert Storm on. How much money did this country spend on those operations, right? And even if you go back to Vietnam and Korea, those weren't, I mean, you, they were called wars, whatever. They weren't like world wars, you know. How much money did this country spend on those situations, okay? Did actors, did politicians, did random politicians just show up in the middle of ongoing conflict? That's why a lot of a lot of people think that it's hard to believe what you're seeing. It's hard to believe. We've been lied to for <laughs> six, seven years about different situations. What makes this true? So, on to the Kazarian Mafia and what they have to do with all this. So, the Kazarian Mafia circles the wagons around the drain. Now, this particular article that I'm going to read out of is from the end of last year. Okay, so this is prior to the current Russia-Ukrainian situation. Okay, so the worldwide offensive to prematurely liberate humanity from the satanic 
Kazarian Mafia is intensifying on all fronts. Multiple sources agree. The biggest next move is to return Ukraine to the bosom of of Mother Russia, according to senior sources in the U.S. Military Space Command. This will deprive the Kazarian Mafia of control over the ancestral homeland of Kazaria, which is the Ukraine. The fall of Ukraine will cut off drugs and other money laundering activities that support the faked administration of Joe Biden. The sources say, remember when the Anglo-Saxons say F.U., it means they are ready to fight to the death. Many Americans, especially in the military and the agencies, are doing just that. And make no mistake, this is a fight to the death, as many aware um, you know, Americans, humans realize. <clears throat> we are dealing with a satanic cabal that is actively trying to kill you and your family. For example... Uh, Ursula von der Leyen, an unelected head of the EU Commission, told the press she is in favor of scrapping the long-standing Nuremberg Code and forcing people to get vaccinated. In other words, she admits she's a, a war criminal and wants to carry out medical treatment based on lies against the people's will. Another war criminal that needs to be arrested is Justin Castro the brother of murdering Manchurian candidate who was trying to turn Canada into a satanic total, totalitarian state. Um, take, a, take a look at... Uh, well, this is... I'm not going to play the video. This is There was a video of him that came out where he was trying to force um, vaccination on children to fight the, you know, the, the deadly COVID. Um... The reason people are trying to um, are still in power is because million member strong group of fifth columnists who control the very top level of government um, in most Western uh, countries. For example, the horror story now unfolding in Austria has the roots in the murdering of Austri um, Austrian Prime Minister Harold Holt in '67 on the orders of David Rockefeller, bagman. Harry Kissinger, according to the Austrian Secret Service sources, MI6 confirms that Austrian, Australian, Australian, <laughs> hold on, Australia was secretly removed from British Commonwealth in 73, which is why the Federal Reserve Board was able to fire Prime Minister Kevin Rudd in 2010 after he tried to stop a nuclear attack on Japan. The sources say they attacked, then went ahead on March 11th of 2011. And this was known as Fukushima. So, essentially, we heard of Fukushima, right? Nuclear plant explosion. You know, there was devastation. There was, you know, leakage, whatever. What they're insinuating is that this was actually a nuclear attack. Um... The state of Victoria saw a record demonstration of 450,000 people against the fashion pandemic, fascist pandemic measures while the press responded with drivel. However, state dictor, dictator Dan Andrews has lost his seventh MP in as many days, leaving his government in tatters. MI6 sources 
promise Australia will be liberated soon. There is also a move to liberate the UK on this front. An FOIA request sent on June 16th of 21 asked the most basic and fundamental questions about the science in which your government is issuing edicts restrict the rights of British people. Got the reply last week. The information was not held by the House of Commons. MI6 sources say response was finally allowed through um, because the UK military is unaware. Civilian government has been hijacked by gangsters and is taking corrective action. The real battle, though, will be in the fight to destroy Kazarian Mafia headquarters in Switzerland and Germany. CIA sources say U.S. Space Command, formerly referred to here as Pentagon, sources say the major battle is now raging around <coughs> excuse me um, so if you if you call that this Kazarian Mafia headquarters in Switzerland what's in Switzerland the World Economic Forum is based out of Donbass right or Donbass Davos <laughs> um, so in an effort to destroy the Kazarian Mafia or face nuclear war with Russia and China Last week, China and Russia issued an ultimatum. Now, this was back in May of this year. The U.S. Uh, so Russia and China issued an ultimatum to the U.S. military: either destroy the Kazarian Mafia or face all-out nuclear uh, weaponry warfare. Multiple sources agree. The U.S. sent a large delegation to Russia in response. Um, an agreement was reached to kill all known members of the Kazarian Mafia on site. Pentagon and MI6 sources say this has already begun and will accelerate this week. Here's a summary of what triggered this to be sent uh, to us by the member of a dragon family. <clears throat> so um, there was a noisy, noisy meeting at the Security Council on the request of Russia regarding development of American biological weapons on the border of Ukraine. Okay, before I keep reading, I want to point something out. So we've talked about the money being sent, the, the equipment being sent. There's a specific type of weaponry that Zelensky is actually requesting in all this. And we refuse to send these, these rockets. And I think this is why. I think Biden's, Biden's a clown. I think Zelensky's a clown. I think, these, I think a lot of these world leaders are clowns. The world, our world... Our world, this country, UK, Europe, Russia. Well, I mean, Russia, Putin is probably a, an actual leader of his country. Zelensky is a, is a cover. Putin is a cover. Why? If we're so involved in this situation, sending billions and billions of dollars, why aren't we sending the equipment that is needed I'm, I'm using quotation marks here, needed to free the Ukraine from what's going on. Because in all actuality, our government, our military government, doesn't want this to happen. I think, based on the stuff I've read, if what I'm reading is accurate, and if China and Russia has told America or the West 
to rid this world of the Kazarian Mafia or face nuclear. So we've heard re in recent days, we've heard the terms tact tactical nuclear weaponry, right? So when you hear the word nuclear, automatically people refer to Japan, Nokosaka, you know, you, you think of World War II, you think of the atom bomb, you think of that kind of destruction. Tactical nuclear bombs aren't what they sound like they are. Okay. Now, I'm not saying they don't do <laughs> devastation, but they're pinpoint accurate devastation. It's not a, it's not going to destroy a whole city, is what I'm saying. It's going to destroy the target it's intended to and, and do damage. If Russia, if they believe they know who and where the Gazarian Mafia are located, what did I just say where their headquarters was? Okay. They're going to do what they have to, or they're going to do what they believe they have to do. Now, in doing this, this is what's going to trigger your, your quote-unquote World War III. If they use tactically, or if, if we're being told and we're believed, led to believe that the tactical nuclear missiles are going to be launched upon Ukraine... Well, if that's the case, then what's stopping World War III from starting now? Because they're already doing the things. This is already a battle that should have. <laughs> how, how do I want to say this? This is a battle that should. Or if if what's the difference between you using tactical nukes or just bombing the shit out of a country? If if the world is going to get involved, they're going to get involved. The key is this: if. The Russian-China threat is get rid of the Gazarian Mafia or there will be nuclear war. It has nothing to do with the Ukraine per se. It has to do with the Kazarian Mafia. Now, once again, I ask you, where is the Kazarian Mafia headquartered? Davos, Switzerland. The head, the current head of the Kazarian Mafia is who? Klaus Schwab. Where do you think those nukes are going to are going to land? Okay. So we've seen these meetings between our state department and Russia, our state department and China. We're led to believe it's something else. But it's really this. Um Biden doesn't have a clue. They're sending this money, they're sending these people over. This is a this is a cash drop. Okay, if we really chose to get, if we were really on the Ukrainian side, like we are led to believe we are, we would give them the proper equipment. But we know this is a means to an end that has to happen. The Russian delegate handed over documents and evidence in the session recorded um, confirming the following. Official Pentagon funding for an apparent biological weapon program in Ukraine. Names of American people and companies specialized in the evidence and documents involved in this program. The locations of laboratories in Ukraine and the attempts made to, to um, so far to hide the evidence. Okay, so we've talked about bio, uh, biological weapons, these laboratories. Now all of a sudden, you're seeing that there's fires at these laboratories. Not set by bombs going off, not by um, Russia bombing these areas. These are... <laughs> From what all accounts are, 
these are fires set by the people at the biological uh, labs. What are they burning? Well, they're burning documents. They're burning these documents. So when we talk about the Kazarian Mafia and we talk about Klaus Schwab, it's not, there's people in this country that we live in. There's people in Europe. There's people in England and you know Germany and all these other countries that are involved. There's people in Australia. This whole COVID thing was part of the Kazarian Mafia plan. Okay? This, these names, <laughs> we know that Ukraine is crooked. We talked about it just a few minutes ago. Zelensky is a puppet leader. Okay, he's basically opened his his country to the Kazarian Mafia to crank things back up again, and these biological weapon programs in the Ukraine. Russia is on to the secret now. There are Americans involved in this. There are people from all across the world involved in this. Locations of the American laboratories that manufacture and test biological weapons in 36 countries around the world. 12 countries more than previous than in the previous session. The diseases and epidemics, the means of their release, the countries in which they are being tested, and when and where the experiments are carried out with or without the knowledge of the governments in these countries. Among these experiments and relics, the virus um, is the virus responsible for the current pandemic and the huge number of bats using to transmit the virus. <clears throat> the peoples in America, France, Britain, have under a psychological pressure been brainwashed into believing the f uh, fictional version of what's, what is actually happening. The, uh, the WHO denies knowledge of the biological weapons in Ukraine despite proof provided by Russia that its representatives regularly visit and were in correspondence with uh, suspicious American laboratories around the world. China is asking why the U.S. and U.N. desperately refuse to conduct an investigation by specialists to find out the truth, especially given the documents and compelling evidence. Um, the Russians can, um, captured a large number of migratory birds that had been numbered in microchip-controlled capsules containing various plagues attached to, uh, to their bodies. Russia and Chinese sources add, when these birds fly to Africa, Asia, Latin America, the plague vials could be opened um, by satellite command and they would cause the most damage. Okay, so before I read on... It's very hard for a person like myself, born in the 70s, raised in the 80s. And if you're 40 to 50, 60 years old, you can understand what I'm talking about. And I've talked about this in previous shows. We are raised to hate Russia. We are raised on the belief that no matter what, Russia is bad. Okay? So, in finding a lot of this stuff, it's very hard to wrap your head around the words that I'm saying, the stuff that I'm reading here. I understand that. It's, very, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to read this stuff because 
it's hard to believe, you know, for the last, what, six years, we're talked about um, Russian collusion, Russian misinformation, Russia this and China that, and the stuff you're hearing is, is a lie. But is it? <laughs> is it a lie? I mean, that's, that's the stuff that drives me crazy. What I'm reading this, I'm reading this from an American um, pay, uh, site. This isn't Russian disinformation. This is from a a substack, okay? Um these are true meetings. These are record notes taken from the record. When we watch the news, we are led to believe China's the bad guy, Russia's the bad guy. Are they? I don't know. Is this all a collusive situation? And we've talked about it on the show. When Chris has been on the show, we've talked about is there is there any good guys or are there just different levels of bad? Is Russia a bad person calling America a bad person? Is America a bad person calling Russia? We don't know because we've been lied to so much in this country. And when you hear someone like Putin saying the things he's saying, you think he's lying. And maybe he is. But I also think we're being lied to here. And I think either a lot of our people in our media, and I'm not even referring to CNN, and I'm talking all media, because I've told you this time and time again, I predominantly watch Fox News. And the only person on that channel that I feel speaks the truth and then gets criticized for it is Tucker. The rest of them kind of fall in step with the narrative. They might have a different spin on it, but the basic story is still the same. They're still all in on Ukraine. They're still all in on Putin's a bad guy. When when Tucker Carlson says opposite of that, then he's a Russian stooge. Is he? Or is he the only one that's actually speaking the truth? The only thing he hasn't talked about is this Kazarian Mafia. So if anyone listening to this is part of Tucker's production staff, please push him in this direction and, you know, give me some credit. (laughs) Um, Russia has also accused President Biden, former President Barack Obama and Secretary of State Hillary Clinton and billionaire George Soros of involvement in this conspiracy. The Chinese Russia insist that whomever commits such an immoral and inhumane acts must be punished. The Russians note since the Americans broke the 1976 treaty not to use biological uh, weather manipulating earthquake causing the weapons of mass destructions, they are now entitled to use their own arsenal of such weapons. The head of MI6, upon getting this evidence promised, we will sanction the United Nations on a shoot to kill. In other words, the named officials, including those working at the WHO and the UN, must be shot on sight. The U.S. military, meanwhile, responding by sending, in, uh, in defiance of Biden regime, a military plane with more than 100 generals representing the military units to avoid comprehensive nuclear war. The Kazarian Mafia was trying to trigger Pentagon sources say. As a result of this meeting, Biden's days are numbered. 
Regimes will collapse at the heads of these countries. Participating in the schemes will be overthrown, the sources promised. In response, the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization are holding emergency meetings in Switzerland. So essentially, the way this is going to close out is this. Assuming what I just read you is true, and these are sources from MI6, which is British intelligence. It's essentially their CIA, our CIA, our military sources. Are we about to see in this country and in other countries a military... Um, like a martial law, essentially. I don't know the military version of that where <laughs> the military steps in and, and ousts your president or your prime ministers or whatever the case may be. You've seen this prime minister just elected in Italy. And, of course, the left is losing their shit. Is she a good person? Is she another bad person? I guess that remains to be seen. Is the shit about to hit the fan? And you can say, well, Don, that's an art, old article you read. Well, it's not that old. This article's from May. It's only like five months old. Four and a half months old. Things don't happen overnight. It takes time. But we do know that these meetings have taken place. Of course, we don't know exactly what transpires because the news is telling us one thing. But what actually happened? There was a meeting between Biden and Putin, if you recall. This was back in, it might have been in February, January, February. And if you recall, they kicked everyone out of the room. What was said behind those closed doors? Okay. Was it a lot of this? We saw a meeting with the Secretary of State and China in, in uh, Alaska, right? Media kicked out. What was said? We've seen our Secretary of State and Russia in meetings. Media kicked out. What was said? We don't know what goes on in Davos because no one's allowed. If you guys follow or listen to Jack Pozovic, he was in Davos during these meetings. He was arrested. Why? He's media. It's not because he's Jack Pozovic and he was arrested. It's because he's media. And he was arrested. Guys, I'm telling you right now. I don't think that there's going to be a World War III. I think we're already in <laughs> World War III. There's not going to be. It's already happening. It's not happening in the traditional sense of what we think war is. If you crack a history book, and I don't even want to say crack a history book necessarily. I don't think that's the right term I should use. Research the beginning of World War I. Research the beginning of World War II. Not the stuff that we know happened or that we've seen on video happen. Um, what led to those situations? We're, we're in that right now. Is this war... A traditional war in the sense of what we think it is. Was World War One and World War Two about what we thought it was? I mean, ideally, World War Two, we're told, was about Hitler killing Jews, essentially. And, you know, world domination. Okay. 
was it that plus something else? Was he, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to sit here and say what, what Hitler was doing was the right thing, but was in his mind, was there something else there? The Kazarian Mafia, if you remember in part one of this, were Jewish people, Jewish descendants. They created this land back in the 12th century. In the 1500s, 1600s, they moved into Central Europe, into Germany. Thus, the creation of the Rothschilds, the Red Shield family, was what he was doing trying to eradicate that situation. I don't know. No one knows. Why? Because, you know, Hitler killed himself. Supposedly, maybe, I don't know. What do we know about Ukraine? What do we know about the Azov Battalion? Well, we know that they're Nazis. We know this. But we're allowing them to fight. We're we're funding this Nazi regime. Are they Nazis? Are they Jewish? What is the Kazarian Mafia? And what do our leaders have to do with that? So if you recall... Russia accused Biden, Obama, and Hillary of wrongdoings. What do we know? Obama was president eight years. When he was done, Hillary ran for president. It is of my belief, of the show's belief, that (laughs) it it was supposed to be either Hillary or Jeb Bush. Why? Why either of those people? Well, because as you will see in the upcoming next two shows, it had to be one of those two people. Thus, the reason why when Donald Trump popped in there, everyone lost their shit. Guarantee you this. If Trump hadn't ran for president, okay, even though Jeb Bush wasn't polling that well, it was going to be one of them too. Why do you think when it came down to it, Jeb Bush was crying the way he was? It was kind of like, that's not fair. It's my turn. It's my turn. You'll understand what I'm talking about here because I'll go ahead and break the seal on what the next um, two shows are going to be about. Essentially, it's this. It's about me. No. Um, <laughs> the Bush crime family. That's your upcoming two shows. I say two shows and you're thinking, wow, Bush crime family, what does that got to do? You'll see. I'm not going to talk about it right now. Um, but that's when, when Trump won, okay, that's when you saw a barrage of five-year barrage and <laughs> continuing on to, to now when Trump's not even your president, whether he runs again or not, I guess remains to be seen. <laughs> Russian collusion, Russia this, and he's uh, Putin stooge, and he's that, and he's this, and he's that. Was he? Is he? Or maybe, maybe, hear me out. He had relations with Putin. He had relations with Xi. Was it because of this? was because of this Kazarian Mafia stuff. You know, allegedly, when you become president, 
and you know we've we've heard about this in movies and what was that national treasure was it the second one the book of america uh, president book of secrets whatever it's called so supposedly this book exists essentially it's a book of top secret top top secret stuff that's privy to the to the president did is that what a lot of this trump stuff has to do with this book like we hear oh he took nuclear secrets he took nuclear codes he took this he took that well <laughs> and then in the meantime you're hearing constant the president can declassify anything by just saying this is declassified did he did he take some of that stuff um from the book did he make photocopies is that what they're losing their mind about I don't know I guess what remains to be seen is this we are about to get into some, to some real shit and a lot of it has to do with the election of Obama the unelection of Clinton and the election of Biden because this all has to do with everything and the funny thing about this is we think of Democrats, Republicans, good, bad, evil, you know, whatever side you're on, <laughs> they're all the same. And I'm going to tie that all in together on the next shows with the Bush crime family, Republican family. You're going to see what they have to do with all this. All right, guys, with that being said, it is Monday, October 10th, 2022. Please subscribe to the show. Share this with your friends. I'm telling you the next two shows are going to be crazy intense and uh i hope to uh i hope to uh see y'all there or hear y'all there or you hear me there whatever <laughs> all right guys follow us on social media uh, don't try to america on facebook instagram and tiktok and like i said i'm gonna put them watches up as soon as i get them uh probably do a giveaway to some uh to some loyal listeners so please subscribe to the show follow us on social media if you're not already doing so and uh, let me know what you think. Until then, until the next time, you guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you again later.